what a day this turned out to be, huh? Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and Sean. We gave Petey the day off. Whoa, and we did not give Drake the day off. Um, but PDU is busy. He was up to something at the Ice Den this morning. More to come on that next week. You know, PD's always up to something. Um, but Craig, hot off the press, Coyotes GM, Bill Armstrong, extended yeah. to a multi-year extension that you now know the details of. Yeah, I, I knew he was under contract for two more years, and the second year was a, an option. What, what happens is the team picked that up and extended him three more years. He's under contract for five years. So... What this allows Bill Armstrong to do is, I mean, listen, you, you never know in this business, right? Just because yeah. you're under contract doesn't mean you're going to finish it. But the idea here is to give Bill Armstrong the opportunity to finish what he started. You get that deep down the road. They're out of the rebuild at that point, presumably, at least by and large. It doesn't mean they're you know contending for a Stanley Cup quite yet, but you're out of the rebuild. You, you've had all of those draft picks that you've stacked on top of each other. A lot of those prospects are flooding into the system and you you have the opportunity to see the fruits of your labor. Absolutely. Um, let's, I guess we should talk a little bit about what Bill Armstrong has accomplished in his tenure here so far. Yeah. Um, and we can start with, I, let's start with his draft picks because I feel like that's kind of been the bread and butter. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube here, you, you have this very wordy graphic. Um, Josh Doan, Dylan Gunther. Gee, I wonder who put that graphic together. All those words. <laughs> Julian Lutz, Artem Duda, Maverick Lamaru, Connor Geeky, Logan Cooley, Michael Grable, Daniel Boot, Daniel Boot, excuse me, Dmitry Simashev. Um, and that's only the top two rounds. Yeah. Two rounds, yeah I just so. did the top two rounds. Otherwise, it gets crazy. I know, but um, there will be guys who rise from those other rounds as well. Exactly. So. But, you know, Bill Armstrong's talked a ton about acquiring and draft picks. Mm hmm. And using them to either draft players like this or obtain other assets. And that's kind of been his MO since he stepped in here. I think the tide is shifting a little bit. We've talked a lot about what the team's going to look like this year and maybe this next phase of the rebuild they're entering. But I mean, this is an impressive list of talented prospects. And this is all on GMBA's watch. Yeah. And then you add them to their existing core of players like Clayton Keller, Matias Michelli, Lawson Kraus. Uh, JJ Mosier, we'll see about Nick Schmaltz if, he, if he's around for this, but you start to see all the pieces falling into place. Uh, we've talked a lot about them still wanting to add maybe a little bit more to their center depth chart, to their blue line, but we know they have the draft picks over the first two rounds of the next three drafts, 13 in total, to acquire those players, at least the prospects. Yeah, it's insane what he's done. I like just the number of draft picks per year has been. Like, absolutely wild. Thanks for noticing, Tim. Yes, new glasses. Yes, looking very when good, When I Craig. put them on yesterday after I got home from the eye doctor, my wife looked at me and said, why are you wearing my glasses? Which really made me feel good about my glass choice. So, But Leah and Sean have done a good job of pumping up my confidence today on the show. They're <laughs> lying to me. So. No, I'm not. I really <laughs> like them. I really do. Um, well, that's his draft picks. We can now talk about his signings and waiver pickups. And I think especially this offseason. He's really stepped up his game, um, and we'll go recent to to the past, obviously adding Jason Zucker, Matt Dumba, Alex Kerfoot, bringing back Nick Bukestad, extending Matias Michelli, extending Jack McBain, extending, or excuse me, signing Logan Cooley, extending Lawson Krause, and then picking up Connor Ingram and Yusuf Alamaki on waivers. And all of this is yeah, just... Yeah, both of those got extended as well, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. and all of this is just in the last... I mean, year-ish, year, yeah, pretty much a year. 
it's just incredible what he's done incredible even just in 2023 what's been done so to you know add this layer and element to what to his bag on top of all of the draft stuff i mean it's impressive. Yeah, and for the first for the first time this offseason, you, you can look at free agent signings for GMs um, over their tenure. But for the first time this offseason, they were making a legitimate effort to make waves in the free agent market. Obviously, that wasn't the goal the first couple of seasons when they were trying to acquire picks and trying to be bad. Let's be honest and and, and draft as high as possible. But now you go out and convince guys like Dumba and Zucker and Kerfoot and even Nick Bustad and Troy Stetcher to come back. It says a lot about the direction of this team from a hockey operations standpoint. Absolutely. And lastly, he's made some significant trades mm -hmm. that have brought in some players that we're all super familiar with. Obviously, back in 2021, acquiring Andrew Ladd and a second round draft choice choice that turned into one J.J. Mosier. Um, and all of that was for nothing. <laughs> still blown away yeah. when I read the details of that trade. It's just unreal. Yeah, a 2022 second-round pick, a 2023 third-round pick for the Islanders, again, for nothing. In 2022, acquiring defenseman Patrick Nemeth, a 2025 second-round pick, a 2026 second-round pick from the Rangers for Ty Emerson. I don't know if anyone is you know, pining over that loss. No offense. Um, 2022 acquiring Zach Cassian, shout out all Tex. a 2022 second round pick that turned into Maverick Lamarou Lam. because they, uh, they did some movements, um, a 2025 second round pick, a 24 third round pick and a 2022 for a 2022 second round pick. Yeah. They sort there of swapped. Is, yes. Them, but, yeah. Um, and then of course, the most recent blockbuster, which was the trade of Jacob Chikrin to Ottawa for a 2023 first round pick that turned into Daniil Boo and a 2024 second round pick and a 2026 second round pick. Woo! So wheeling and dealing, Bill Armstrong. He has that was too much to put on a graphic, by the way. Just yeah. uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of picks thrown in there. He has been a busy man. And by the way, the offseason is just about over, and the Coyotes have not stopped making news, which is great for us on this show, right? There's always content for us to talk about, but we're on September 6th here. We're about to go to Australia, and every few days, it seems like there's a major piece of news coming out for the Coyotes. Yeah, it's it's been a—and I feel like this seems to be the attitude of the fans, at least in our diehard Discord. But after the arena vote, like, everything has been positive, everything it's crazy what's happened this offseason and just yeah. it makes me so upset because if the arena vote had gone well like this what might be the best offseason in coyotes history Without question and we talked about this right when this offseason started talked about how pivotal this offseason would be and that was the one that's the one strike it's unfortunately it's been a recurring theme with this franchise the the arena piece has not been cemented we're hoping that it's going to be cemented that would, that would be the great news to cap off the, the summer of news. Yeah. Would be something, not not just an LOI, but something more concrete. Not just an LOI, <laughs> yes. Actually, something concrete. Uh, a deal. Yeah. A deal in place without a public vote necessary. Yes. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, but that's what, that's what he's accomplished so far. But, Craig, you mentioned, I mean, it's it can't be that hard to come in and completely tear down a team obviously it is i don't want to be, say that i'm not giving him the credit because of what he was able to leverage with all of these moves um but now it's the real challenge because just like we talked about with andre tourney it's easier there's less pressure maybe to come in and be a coach of a tanking team same thing with the gm and now he has to see 
his these picks these signings pay off we've already seen evidence of that given mm-hmm. you know some of the guys um in the past few years who are already huge parts of this team but now that you know the pressure starts to build for both him and for Andre Tourney to kind of you know have a return on on all this the groundwork that they've laid so yeah far. that's that's the truth of it and, and listen I've heard some people say this is the easy part I don't want to I don't want to sell short what's happened here so no, far, what Bill no. Armstrong has accomplished and what Andre Turini no. has accomplished, because this is not an easy thing, what they have done, especially some of the deals that they have made, right? But also, you, you think about the complexity of scouting, what they did to go see the Russians. This is by no means easy, but I understand what people are talking about when they say the teardown is, you know, that's that's the first step. Anybody can do a teardown. doesn't mean they can do it well. You have to draft well, but now... now you you start to see the proof, right? Okay, was it all worth it? Did they make the right moves? Did they draft the right guys? Did they put the right people in place in their scouting department or in their development staff? All of that, all those chickens will come to roost now, right? In the next few seasons, we'll really know if they finally nailed the rebuild. But the one thing that I would say about this particular rebuild is at least they've seen it through. And I know some people thought, well, they should have sold off some pieces they shouldn't have signed Connor Ingram last year. You can make that argument. There's a fair argument that they should have tried to finish even lower in the standings. But there was also the balance of trying to have the right people in the room, um, trying to support your staff as best you could too, right? They saw how badly the goaltending situation worked before they brought in Scott Wedgwood. Andre Turney asked to have two competent goaltenders. It was fair to the team to know that they had two guys back there who could stop the puck. So you make concessions. You can't go. It's never a black and white story when you're analyzing these rebuilds and and the decisions that get made. Would it have been great if they had managed to get Connor Bedard? Obviously, it would have been better if they had got Connor Bedard. But you make some concessions to try and keep the current core happy, keep the coaching staff happy, keep the fan base happy. All of that stuff comes into play. And that's what makes a GM's job so damn complicated. Yeah, it's it's more than just, hey, here's your job. Like you're dealing with so much stuff. And also to give him even more credit about what he did, I mean, the the Andrew Ladd trade for all for nothing, the Goss Despair <laughs> trade all for nothing. Yeah, like we didn't even mention that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's almost it's almost like chestnut checkers in a way. Even the Zach, taking on Zach Cassian and you know, turning that into Maverick Lamoureux, who's now one of the most exciting defensive prospects in the Arizona Coyotes system. Yeah. All of these were were moves that, you know, Bill Armstrong's been on our show and he's talked about when he's thinking about the moves he's making, he's not thinking about just this year. He's thinking about two, three, four, even five years from now and the effect that all of these moves are going to have on the, the build and the makeup of the team going forward. Um, and I think that's what makes a good GM. And I think... You know, for him to be rewarded with this multi-year extension, um, it, it, now he has the chance t- to follow through and follow through on those plans that he's made for three, four, five years down the road. Um, and it, so it ends in what year, Craig? This- well, I just got an update. I'm told that it's the, the, the final contract is actually 28. Final year of the contract is actually 28, 29. So that's a long time. I'm tweeting that right okay. now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's typing away. Um, yeah, and this is why our show was late, by the way, because we were uh, sorry <laughs> figuring out a few things. Craig was getting like 10,000 phone calls in a row, but it was necessary because now we have the news to talk about. Um, 2829, hopefully they're settled into a, a new Valley location, new arena with, yeah. a, with a hopefully a playoff team, maybe 
the start of a cup contending window who knows yeah i don't know it's, yeah. it's exciting um but yeah it's so funny like the news came in this morning and i'm so used to like every morning waking up to a press release like this coach has been extended this coach it's like every day so when bill armstrong it was bill armstrong's been extended i was like oh yeah like here's today's extension and i kind of did a double take where i was like wait a sec this is different than the coaching staff um yeah i mean the the hockey side the future of the hockey side of this organization is really very exciting. It, it really is. And it, 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 we can't emphasize that enough. Look, the, the draft is a crapshoot, right? You, you never know. You, they've, they've spent the resources to hire a really good scouting staff. They've obviously put in the time as that, that story from the draft, scouting the two Russians at the top of the draft, uh, really underscored. They've spent the resources to put a development staff in place with Lee Stepniak at, at the top. But again, you're evaluating 17 and 18 year old kids. So there are a lot of variables that you just can't predict. You just can't do it. But from, from every other standpoint, when you look at what the hockey operations staff has done, and I'm not just talking about Bill Armstrong now or, or David Ludwig or their, their scouting staff or their development staff, you got to talk about the coaching staff as well. They're doing it really well, Leah. They've, they've, they've made a lot of really good hires in this organization. Bill has made a lot of good hires. The, the, the Morellos and Javier Gutierrez's decision to hire Bill Armstrong looks like a really good decision as well. It feels to me, as someone who's covered this team for so long, it feels like this is the most complete hockey operations staff that this franchise has ever had. And some of that, I don't want to discredit the work of people in the past. There have been some really good people under staff uh, with this organization in the past, a lot of it was due to resources, yeah. right? But for the first time, it feels like, okay, at least this side of it is solved. Now it's time, it's time, it's overdue for ownership to get the arena piece put together. Yep, that's, <laughs> it needs to happen. And once that happens, then like, the haters will be weeping, <laughs> weeping that they can't hate on anything mm. anymore. Um, so congrats to Bill Armstrong, the number one GM in sports. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, Ten Ply said, I know I'm late, but did Petey not make it out of the Tempe landfill? <laughs> He's safe and sound. Um, he was at the ice den this morning for some exciting content. Oh, I thought he was in quarantine for a while. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should all stay away from him for a few days. Um, but one other piece of news that came through literally while we were trying to get live on the show, it's it's a more it's a smaller piece of news, I guess, but still one to note, um, and it is that Liam Kirk, the first ever guest of the PHNX Coyotes podcast almost two years ago, is on unconditional wa yeah, waivers. Which, of course, means they're getting out of his contract. Yeah. So Liam Kirk, I mean, you, you could see the writing on the wall when he couldn't find time in Tucson and they opted to send him over to Liga in Finland to play over there. Um, I, I had a sense at that point that it was probably over for Liam Kirk. And look, he was a long shot anyway, seventh round draft pick, right? What are the chances that those guys are going to end up in the NHL anyway? They're, they're very slim, right? But it was just such a, such a good story, right? A, a, a I know. UK raised player that, that got drafted and even earned himself an ELC from Bill Armstrong because he worked so hard, wanted it so badly and was so committed. And that just impressed them so much that they decided to give him that contract. But in the end, um, yeah, it, it just didn't work out for Liam Kirk. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the end of his career and, you know, 
great person and we'll it cheer was him on. In Europe, man. Yeah. It's a good life playing in Europe. Go ahead. He, you know, he was, he was pretty good over there last year. So stick with it and, and enjoy, enjoy the fruits of living in Europe. But man, I, I think sometimes that that would be a, a really, really good life. And I've had a number of players tell me the same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, there, there was a lot of news to get to in the, the start of this show, but one of the reasons we are gathered here today is to talk a little Calder Trophy action. Um, CHGO Blackhawks already engaging with us on Twitter um, because we are going to make a case why Logan Cooley might be able to um, take Connor Bedard head-to-head in the Calder Trophy running as well as discuss some other Calder Trophy candidates. But before we get there, you can bet on all of these awards over at BetMGM. Um, There's odds up already on the Hart Trophy, on the Vesna, on the Norris Trophy, and I'm sure they'll continue to add more. So the best time for me, in my opinion, is to get your future money out is before the season starts because then the lines start changing you don't know what's coming so get your money in there now and we have a really exciting promo right now over at bet mgm if you haven't signed up yet you can use the bonus code phnx it's super super easy to do even pd and craig can do it <laughs> that's a knock at your technology yeah, that is yeah. completely Very fair too yeah <laughs> and also my ability with this sort of app in particular. Yes. So, yeah. um, you All you do is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, not too bad, and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Literally, it doesn't matter. You just place $10 on anything. You either win it and get $200 or you lose it and get $200. I mean, it's a win-win either way, and then you can go on betting, in my opinion, the best time to bet on the sports calendar with the nfl back tomorrow and nba and nhl around the corner so again use code phnx when you sign up for bet mgm and now you can listen to shane talk about the disclaimer gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER colorado dc illinois indiana kansas louisiana maryland mississippi new jersey nevada ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming call 8778 hope and y or text hope and y 467-369 new york call 1-800-327-5050 massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-NEXT-STEP arizona 1-800-BETS-OFF iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help michigan 1-800-981-0023 puerto rico in partnership with kansas crossing casino and hotel visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions u.s promotional offers not available in dc new york or ontario um earlier in the chat joel said tell bill to get us that cup you know which one no not a polar pop from circle k um yeah but if bill wants to get that too he can because you can just walk into any circle k and get yourself a polar pop and circle k's are all over the valley so stop by circle k and now you can join the inner circle which is circle k's new free membership program that saves you 25 cents per gallon on your first five phillips that is an absolute steal and you get every six free on a selection of circle k products pizza coffee ice cold fountain drinks and more so join the inner circle today sean's done it saul's done it a ton of us have done it and we have I mean, Sean saved money on gas already. So it's, we're not just telling you something that's not true. It is literally true. We have all done it. So you can join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. All right. Well, Connor Bedard. (laughs) (laughs) We all know Connor Bedard. I know. I know. I have like CHGO on this show watching now. 
Yeah, CHU, if you're here, I know Connor Bedard, he's a big deal, and he's definitely the odds on favorite to win the Calder. Uh, The Calder odds are not up on BetMGM at this particular moment, but we have seen Calder odds um, on other books, and he is, I mean, minus, minus odds, which is crazy considering they haven't played a single game yet. Um, Connor Bedard, he's going to be playing on a Chicago Blackhawks team that is mm, frankly not going to be very good again this year. It kind of reminds me a little bit about when Sidney Crosby got drafted by the Penguins and his first season with the Penguins. The Penguins were horrific. Like, they were awful. Um, And that same year, and this a lot of this had to do with the lockout, but Alex Ovechkin happened to be a rookie the same year as Sidney Crosby. And actually, Sidney Crosby did not win the Calder Trophy. And Sidney Crosby went on to have an extremely prolific career. Um, so it's just I'm just saying, is it necessarily a lock for Bedard to win the Calder? Yeah, I mean, depth-wise, the Blackhawks, mm, yeah, they're not very good. They're not very good. But, you know, I was talking to, in case you're here, Jay, Jay Zawoski from CHGO, our... I hate saying sister station. I don't know why that has always cousin me cousin station or cousin. Maybe cousin. <laughs> we'll just call you cuz cuz. Yeah, Jay said that Taylor Hall is an almost uh, a near certainty to play on Connor Bedard's line. Taylor Hall is a very gifted offensive player. They they could put up a lot of points together, and then we'll see if it's Lucas Reichel or if it's somebody like Taylor Radish or Andreas Ath- Athanasiu. I hate saying that. That one's tough. So much, um, but. He's going to play with some pretty good talent, at least in terms of line mates. They're going to support him with pretty good line mates. So there is the potential for him to have a pretty big offensive season in Chicago. But you're right with with what else they have right now. He's also going to get a lot of attention from other teams. They're they're going to be focused very much on shutting down that line to beat the Blackhawks. So those those are the things that I think you consider when when talking about Connor Bedard. Aside from the fact that. He's Connor Bedard. He's a generational yeah. player. He's one of those rare players that comes along where everyone's like, oh my God, this is one of those guys that, and we'll see if he's in, I'm not going to put him in the Gretzky, Lemieux, you know, Sidney Crosby stratosphere yet, but he's one of those players that's viewed as not just a number one center or a superstar. He's viewed as a generational player. So that's the reason that he's without a doubt, the odds on favorite to win the Calder Trophy as rookie of the year. Yeah. I get it, but there's just so many things that could happen. And you mentioned his line mates, you mentioned his team, you mentioned the the focus he's going to get from other players. The the truth is, we don't know. Like we haven't watched Connor Bedard play an NHL game yet, and I think the we don't know part is why like it doesn't necessarily have to be a lock. I don't know. Um, I know when Logan Cooley signed here, a lot of people in our chat were joking like Cooley for Calder, and I was kind of dismissive of it, but. Why not? Like, why not? There are other, this is an extremely, extremely interesting rookie class. And we'll talk about some of those other guys later, but you have Luke Hughes, you have Adam Fantilli, Devin Levi. We'll talk about them a little bit later in the show. But I mean, just because Connor Bedard for you, buddy. Yeah. Sean's going to get on the mic for Devin Levi. Just you wait. Um, But just because Connor Bedard is a generational talent doesn't mean he's going to have the generational rookie season. I think Connor Bedard, like, I think he's going to win heart trophies. I think he's going to win rocket Richard trophies. He's going to win a ton of stuff in his career, but I don't know. Is the Calder a lock when he's on a bad team? Mm-hmm. Never a lock. You just never know. Never a lock. See. Never so know. with that, you know, the other odds, let's 
let's talk about Logan Cooley, Craig, because Logan Cooley is also a rookie. Logan Cooley is also a top draft pick in the last last year's draft. I don't know. I feel like there's a case for Logan Cooley to win the Calder. And I think one of the first things we need to talk about is the Coyotes are going to be a better team than the Blackhawks this year. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be playing with more potentially, potentially, we don't actually know. Yeah. More talented players. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be playing with more talented players offensively. I think they're going to try and protect him. I think, you know, when I talked to Bill about this, he said you almost have to in this situation. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, you got to boom between Keller and Schmaltz. If you listen to PD break down how lines are constructed, you would know why that's a bad idea. You don't have anybody who's going to be able to take face-offs, play down low in the zone. You don't want to put all of that on Logan Cooley yet. You don't want him facing the biggest matchups. There's a lot of things, you know, defensively. What what are you doing with that line? There are a lot of things that come into consideration. But again, Bill, Bill saying you probably need to protect him tells me you're thinking about putting veterans around him. Maybe a guy like Jason Zucker plays with him. Maybe Lawson Kraus plays with him. We'll see how they shake out the lines if they want to keep the, the kraus Michelli pairing together or if they want to do something else. But I do think they're going to give him some veteran presence to help him, to shepherd him to NHL adulthood. Not that playing with Jason Zucker is a bad thing. He's a, he's no. a talented player. He's a very good player. But Taylor Hall, was uh, he's a former number one draft pick. And I always wondered with Taylor Hall – if he had stayed in Edmonton, if they had kept him and he had played with Connor McDavid, would he have scored 50 goals? Because he's he's that talented a player. So, But flip side, Logan Cooley's going to get some power play, play time. He's going to be a top six forward on this team. So he's going to get opportunity. And the other thing that I think about when I think about young players is I look at this coaching staff and just how much Andre Turinji and his staff have been able to help the development of young players. We've seen several players take not just small steps. They've taken big steps under Andre Turinji. So there's your case for Logan Cooley, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, it's too bad Dylan Gunther is yeah. not eligible. Um, would have been fun to have a couple. Like eight games too many, right? So. Yeah. Couple of coyotes in the in the Calder conversation, obviously. I mean, Matias Michelli kind of came out of nowhere um, in the Calder conversation last season, and Matias Michelli is a fourth round draft pick. So now you have third overall draft pick Logan Cooley in the mix. When you look at the Coyotes' prospect pools, I think he's definitely their highest rated prospect across the board. Um, no matter who you ask, I, I don't know. It, maybe the pressure is on for Cooley. Maybe it'll be a little less pressure being in a market like Arizona rather than a market like Chicago. Who knows? I mean, the tr- at the end of the day, these kids are kids. Like they are 18, 19, 20 year old kids. Who knows how they're going to perform under pressure? Who knows how they're going to perform against men when they're used to, you know, in Bedard's case, junior and Cooley's case, college. I mean, it's going to be an adjustment. Um, and Tim made a good point in the chat. McDavid never won the Calder. Granted. <laughs> He had some injury issues yeah. his his freshman season, so you, you can't really knock him too much. But again, there's just so many factors in an NHL season that you are out of your control and you don't know. Um, so you can't you can't say Bedard's a lock. I'm not sitting here saying Logan Cooley's going to win over Bedard and that you should put your money on it today. But you can put your money on it today and get a great value if he does end up winning. You could even do a weenie bet and get some great value if he does end up winning the Calder. Um, somebody tweeted at the PHNX Coyotes account when we t- um, tweeted about our show today and said, 
you can have you can be leading the rookies in points and you know you would still have to have a beast mode season to win the calder as an arizona coyotes <laughs> player and you know what Seriously. that is an absolute valid point because i think we all you know feel maybe not all but i do that michelli was robbed of a calder nomination um, yeah oh a finalist yeah finalist been top yeah three. he yeah. should have been top yeah three. and uh Maybe maybe a certain goalie shouldn't have been on the list, yeah, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, usually they get you know overlooked, but somehow last year they got overhyped. Yeah, and we'll see. This is a really, really, really strong rookie class, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. Um, but again, we talked about Bill Armstrong's extension. We talked about Andre Tourney's extension. Just the excitement going forward about the Arizona Coyotes on the ice. Obviously, the arena, it's all hanging over us. I know, but the hockey side is, the future is really bright. It's really exciting. Um, and this will just be one thing that we're going to follow this season. Of course, we're going to keep our eye on Connor Bedard. Um, of course we are. And of course, we're going to keep our eye on Logan Cooley in relation to Connor Bedard, besides just following Cooley in his rookie season to begin with. So lot, lots of things to look forward to this season. I can't wait for hockey season um, to get going here and... Like I said, the future's bright, so you might want to take out your shady rays, Craig. <laughs> um, Taking them to Australia. And, you know, you got your new glasses. Thank they you. actually can do These are actually my wife's glasses. You oh, yeah. Hear? Yeah. They actually can do prescription sunglasses on shady rays. So if you... Which you guys had to explain to me the last time. I felt so stupid. Yeah. But, like, if you're someone who says, oh, like, I need to get prescription sunglasses. I can't just wear any old sunglasses. Well... Shady Rays, they can do it. Um, they also have blue light glasses. I feel like I don't mention that enough. If you're staring at a screen all day, they have that as well. Um, but check out Shady Rays. Great styles. So many colors. Something for everyone. Look, Craig's changing up his style a little bit. Who says you don't want to try something new? It'll look good. <laughs> Just like Craig's glasses look. And that is not, I am being genuine about that. So check out Shady Rays. They stand by their product. If you don't love them, you can return or exchange free within 30 days. And exclusively for our listener, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. My name is Matt. Mike said that was a flawless transition, just like Shady Rays transition lenses. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Fat Mike. Um, I don't have a good transition for this one, but FOCO is one of our faves here at PHNX. We're here in the commission studio. Ton of this stuff on the shelf behind us. By the way, did you see that Petey snuck in Andre Tourney's maple syrup onto the shelf? Ah, that's great. So now that is on our that's on our great. shelf. But that is not from FOCO. Everything else is, though. <laughs> so check out We're FOCO. We're like, start collecting cans. So go ahead. You no, it, it's going to become a thing for yeah. sure. Um, so, well, if I don't eat it all first, yeah. I might well, just steal it. You're going to start selling it like because Andre won't sell them because he, he's that kind of guy. We he can, just we can sell them for it. like crazy yeah. prices. Yeah. We'll just disguise our names. Yeah. <laughs> Um, FOCO, they have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms, apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. So get in the spirit of your favorite team season starting because unless you're only a baseball fan, everything is about to start. Um, so check out FOCO. They have your back for Arizona sports and you can get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com and using code PHNX. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. All right, let's talk about this rookie class because yeah. there are some other names in the mix here that are intriguing, if not also going to give Logan Cooley, you know, maybe Bedard doesn't have the season, but it maybe 
someone like, I don't know, Luke Hughes, Adam Fantilli, Devin Levi, you have David Yurichek, Simon Nemich, Brandon, Brant Clark, Matthew Nyes uh, is in the mix here. Yeah. Craig, you reached out to quite a few beat writers for their opinions on these guys. So I'm going to yeah. let you pass on what you've heard. I just wanted guys. to get a sense of role, um, potential line mates or D partners for some of these guys or, you know, I, obviously Devin Levi is an, an entirely different <laughs> thing, but we'll get to all of them. But so first off, just shout out to all these beat writers. God, I love beat writers because they're, we have such a great network around the NHL and I can send a text and get a reply within like 10 minutes with just detailed information. Support beat writers around the country. They're, <laughs> your, they're your lifeblood for information if you love sports. Uh, from Aaron Portsline, who covers the Blue Jackets for The Athletic, um, <laughs> when I asked him about Adam Fantilli and, and David Juracek, no clue on either one. <laughs> Adam Fantilli is going to get a spot high in the lineup, but his wingers are a total mystery. Of course, there was a coaching change there, so yeah. you really don't know what to expect from a new coach. Um, but he did say Patrick Line, Kirill Marchenko, Johnny Gaudreau are all possible. Juracek is probably 60-40 to make the team. So that's, I mean, those are better than 50-50 odds, but not exactly a lock. He could be on the top pair opposite Zach Wierenski eventually, but he may start on the third pair with Eric Goodbranson. That's talk about like opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of the type of defenseman you yeah. might be playing with. Wow. Okay. So a lot in doubt there. We'll see about those guys. But obviously Adam Fantilli was, he was considered the consolation prize if you didn't get Connor Bedard in this draft. So And Anaheim said, actually, we'll take Leo Carlson. Yeah, exactly. It took Leo Carlson instead, who's... I did even see in the odds, interestingly enough. I looked up a couple odds, and Leo Carlson was not mentioned. So I found that really interesting. Yeah. If Fantilli plays with Johnny Gaudreau like in, in Patrick Laine, yeah, he's got a chance to put up some some mega yeah. points. Do they want to put him in that situation right away? I don't know. Let's call Mike Babcock and ask. <laughs> yeah, sure, get back to us. <laughs> but this is a big two-way center, so he, he, there, there's the expectation eventually that he can do a lot. He can be that number one guy and, and give you that 200-foot game. Uh, from Ryan Novosinski, who's a Devils beat writer for NJ.com. Luke Hughes is a lock to make this team. He'll probably be placed with John Moreno on the second pair. Simone Nemich, not so much a lock to make this team. He's very good, but Lindy seems leery about putting two 19-year-olds on the blue line, so it will likely be Kevin Ball and Colin Miller or Brendan Smith on the bottom pair. Kevin Ball, of course, familiar to Coyotes yep. fans as well because he went that way in the Taylor Hall trade long ago. Here's what David Alter, from, uh, who covers the Maple Leafs for SI and the Hockey News, had to say about Matthew Nyes. It's probably too early just because there are so many newcomers. Tyler Bertuzzi's a slam dunk top six, likely with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Matty Nyes could go with John Tavares and Willie Nylander, wow. which would be a hell of a line and give him an opportunity for a lot of points. Or he could be on the third line, possibly with Max Domi and David Camp, which is an entirely different situation, especially what the expectations will be for that line. So in the limited sample size, Nice kind of bounced around all over the top nine last year. So we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. A couple more here, just uh, for, for Brant Clark. I talked to Eric Stevens, Kings beat writer for The Athletic, and he said Clark is expected to play on the third defense pair of the season and could all see, also see time on the second power play. That does not sound like a Calder Trophy candidate to me unless he takes a quantum leap during the season and moves up. You're not going to get the points and the Calder votes on the third pair. You're just not playing enough minutes or in the role that allows you to do that. And then the last one for Sean DePaz, who should get on the mic now because we're going to talk <laughs> about... Devin Levi. Lance Lesowski, who's the Sabres beat writer for the Buffalo News, said he's competing for the starting job in camp. Let's be honest. He's going to be the starter. He's Their plan, the starter. barring any unexpected developments, is to run with Levi in 
your favorite name to say. Ukapekalukanen. Yep. As, as Lance said, they couldn't find an upgrade over Lukanen uh, because they were unwilling to trade assets for a rental or give someone like a, a Jonas Corpusalo a five-year contract. So it sounds like Devin Levi is going to be the starter for the Buffalo Sabres. If this team can defend better, he could be in the running. And if voters will actually give attention to a goalie for a second straight year, yeah. that would be crazy, right? I mean, that's my thing. As I feel like last year, the voters showed that they are willing to give love to a goalie, even if he doesn't deserve it. He played the in Sab- Canada. Yeah, he did play in Canada. But the Sabres are going to be a lot better this year. I think they're going to make the playoffs. They upgraded their defensemen. Um, Eric, I mean, if you want to call it an upgrade with Eric Johnson um, and then uh, Connor Clifton, but their blue line is going to be better, which was like always big, been their big thing. He's, he played a lot at the end of the year, um, played seven games, I believe. And it's like Skinner's stats weren't that good uh, compared to what Devin Levi should be capable of. Plus, Devin Levi's pads are sick they're sick and that matters honestly i think i think the sabers are going to be better they're going to make the playoffs and i think they're going to be better than even the people who think they're going to make the playoffs think they're going to be because again they improve their blue line uh all of they're like the youngest team one of the youngest teams in hockey and they're all older delene is rumored to be getting an extension soon so hopefully that gives them a little bit of an extra umph and not the other way around but i just think the sabers are going to be better specifically defensively and devin levi is already a great goalie um, in the limited time that he showed. So if the blue line's better and he's good and the Sabres make the playoffs and end the longest drought in the NHL, like I feel like there's a lot of a lot of things that voters might like to to give Devin Levi a little bit of love. In this Such an race. interesting case, too. Yeah. He, was, he was unquestionably the top goaltender yeah. in college hockey. Drafted in the seventh round. Yeah, amazing, right? But just he really, really was terrific um, yeah. and was he was playing, he was starting at uh, ahead of... Uh, Looking at uh, TJ sent Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who yeah. ended up going to ASU, but yeah. you're playing behind and the best goalie in college hockey. Uh, to yeah, be fair, like Levi was playing good teams at the end of the year. He played Carolina, the Rangers, the Devils, the Senators, the Blue Jackets. So, I mean, that was a lot of two, but like, and he was, he only lost two games, I believe. So he was five and two over the seven games he played. Like, he's going to be pretty good. And I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, based on what, the B-Writer said. It doesn't sound like they're super committed to Uka Pekka Lukanen, so... Um, which kind of makes me sad, because I'm a fan of his, but um, it, I feel like Devin Levi's going to be that guy this year, so... I like it. I think he has a shot. Do you think he'll put money on it? Oh, yeah. I'm putting money on that and the Vesna. He's going... <laughs> Vesna. Vesna, wow. Why not? That's aggressive. Yeah, I mean... Plus 5,000 Yeah, right that's now. why. That's The odds are good. Why not? Listen, if this team defends better, he could certainly be in the Calder Trophy conversation, at least. I don't think he's I was, going to be in the Vesna conversation. Yeah, I know. That, that was being a little... your money there, but... A little dramatic, but I was like, you look at their... The, the biggest... I mean, the defense for the Sabres is the biggest question. They're young yeah. as hell. Like, yep. it's Deline, who's 23, Owen Power. But that's... Oh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up, because you mentioned like the coyotes coaching staff and how good they are with youth like that is the say that is the sabers right now they're all young and owen power finished second and called their voting last year and he's 20 years old um so the, the sabers have shown that they're pretty decent at doing that hopefully they can do it with a goaltender too um all right let us know in the chat who you think the three finalists will be for the calder trophy after the season lebowski said nice bedard and cooley tenply said um bedard nice and cooley also, so interesting. Um, couple Arizona ties. It's also sad. I have to hate Matt Nyes now. Just oh, because he's a leaf. He's a leaf. I cannot root for him. So uh, hmm. he's not finishing anywhere near the top of this race. 
Well, regardless, it's a very intriguing rookie class this season and another great, just a great storyline to watch, not just for the Coyotes, but around the league to see how these rookies do and how their teams do, how they contribute to their teams. You know, it's rare for a rookie to come in and, you know, make a splash right away. That's, that's the rarity. That's why there's a trophy for it. Um, but we shall see. Um, and as 10 ply says, Cooley, after he puts up 200 points, so they have to notice we'll finish third again. This is, this is, I mean, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Wins the scoring race, but finishes third in the, in Calder trophy voting. I mean, like, yeah, it literally would be. Um, so again, let us know and you can get these odds, um, hopefully soon on bet MGM, but there are, odds all over um, but as soon as they come up on bet MGM, i will let everybody know because sean will be on the devon levi train and i might throw a weedy bet on logan cooley just you know to add something a little extra spicy um, as we watch coyotes games this season um craig do you have anything else before we get out of here today no just uh you know we have a, an anniversary coming up here at phnx we do i'm gonna have i'm gonna write something for the occasion but i also want to talk about it a little bit on friday but yeah. you know what we're doing tomorrow on the show or maybe you guys because i may be swapping days that i'm going to the ice den because i have another story coming on monday a little offbeat do you know what we're doing tomorrow or you're doing tomorrow on the show i don't know because we need to talk about this after okay. because we're going to talk about this right now we're, we're ironing out our issues on the air which is probably not a good idea so oh there's boy. a lot of stuff happening at phnx right now there's we can't a l- talk about it all so yeah. that yeah, never mind. There's a lot of stuff. There's always a lot of stuff, um, which is why I think you should become a diehard. PD actually dropped a tease of what he was doing today in our Discord for the diehards only. Nice. Um, so, again, great perk. Craig sometimes will like drop major news in the Discord before anybody else knows, and everyone's sworn to secrecy and does a mostly very good job um, keeping Sorry, it a secret. I was sworn to secrecy. Yeah. Um, but... Becoming a diehard, it gets you access to the Discord. It gets you 20% off merch, 20% off events, free shirt or hat when you sign up, and every year after you renew as well. So just a ton of great perks as well as Craig's weekly diehard-only stories on the website at gophnx.com. The mailbag, that's for diehards only. That's up um, as well as weekly other stories. And Craig has a story planned for every single day that we're in Australia. I And they're... Like I, I keep adding to it because <laughs> I start thinking about this is going to be from just from a from a coverage standpoint, this is going to be a really exciting season to cover. I have so many story ideas that are just brewing that I can't wait to get going on. I know I've been a little quiet on the writing front lately, but it's not because I haven't been working on written content. It's because I've been doing interviews and planning content because Lee and I are going to hit the ground running once we get to probably not running after that maybe flight, but, maybe like limping after being but sore you know what we for could do? sitting we 16 could have hours melbourne coffee that is true to perk us up and <laughs> i said perk so good <laughs> the the still guy yeah, pd and i will be drinking our k-cups here at the office don't worry about us <laughs> yeah buddy i got it well Never mind. We'll talk about that too. We'll bring you back presents. Get ready we for will. the giant stuffed koala that we will bring back for you. Um, all right. Well, that's that's it for today. Hit the like button on this video if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on audio, leave us a review. We really do appreciate it immensely. Um, and be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you never miss when we go live. We'll be live at 11 a.m. the next two days, all next week, the week of Australia anyone's guess but we will inform you of our show times as soon as we know um that week but you know we're here five days a week live no matter what no matter what time as well and of course once the season gets going we'll be back to doing post game shows which i'm really looking forward to um 
the vibes are immaculate during post-game shows. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow all of us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore to pause. And follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. If you haven't seen the video of Petey at the dump, it's pinned to the top of our Twitter. And you can also find it on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. It is hilarious and quite possibly the best piece of content we've ever produced. <laughs> it's topping the charts at PHNX in multiple Sports. nations right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely unreal. Um, so everybody enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and we will see you all tomorrow.